0: Go to Genesis chapter eighteen. Genesis chapter eighteen. Uh, this is going to be a little bit similar to a message that I preached uh, probably a year and a half ago uh, here on a on a Sunday night. But but I just felt like with everything that's going on, the, the insanity in the, in a, our nation, and it just seems like it's just not litting up. It just continues on and on, and so. Uh, go to Genesis, Genesis chapter 18, gonna, gonna begin at verse 17. This is going to be a very familiar story to most of you in here. It says, The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous... I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is, come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless tonight, Holy Spirit of God. I pray that that what's said here tonight would be an encouragement to every uh, family in here, everybody that's in here, dear God, I pray that you would help us to, to learn and to grow by what we, we read and we study. And, and Father God, I pray that you just, just speak through me. Holy Spirit of God, I yield myself to today and ask you to please, to speak in ways that I cannot. And, and Lord, as Mike uh, reminded me again this, this, this morning after the service, how that it, it's not whether I can make it clear, it's whether you make it clear, whether you speak Spirit of God. And, Lord, I pray, please, that you would guard us tonight, you'd wrap your arms around us, that you'd turn back the evil, that would try to snatch away truth and try to bring confusion and lies into the minds of our people. Lord, I yield to thee and ask you, please, fill us with your presence. We ask everything in Jesus' name. Amen. Abraham would be blessed and would be a great and mighty nation is what the scripture says, but why? Why is he blessed? It says uh, back there again, it says, seeing that Abraham surely, uh, Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nation of the earth shall be blessed in him. And why is, it, why is this going to happen? It says, for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. God says, you know, I, I, I promised this to Abraham, but the reason I'm, that uh, we're going to continue this and do that, God says Abraham is, is somebody that is going to command his children, his household is going to teach his children how to do justice and judgment, how to keep the way of the Lord, you know. Uh, God says there's a, there's a blessing if we will just transfer our, to our children the truth of the Word of God. You know, it's not enough just to have them in church, folks. we got to teach them the way of the Lord. We've got to transfer to them the way of the Lord. And, and you know, I, I'm thrilled that God is, is sending us help and sending us people that have a heart and, and honestly have the youth and the strength and the energy to, to invest in our children here and to invest in the bus children here and to, to want to give their lives uh, for them. Uh, but you know, ultimately, though, people—I've said this over and over uh, for all these years—I've told so many councils, so many—you got to understand, the church doesn't turn out your kids, the 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 the, the youth group doesn't turn out your kids, the the, the 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 all the the Sunday school doesn't turn out your kids. Parents, families turn out kids, and so. Abraham would be blessed and be a great mighty nation. Why? He will command his children and his household after him. They shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. This family would find the blessing of God because they would keep the way of the Lord and teach their children to do the same. And you know, that's what, uh, honestly, it's what's hurt uh, our churches and churches like ours uh, for so many years. We've, statistically, we've been losing uh, 60% if not more of our children uh, from the church. They they just fall away. And now uh, they're they're saying that 90% of those who leave and go to state colleges, uh, those children don't make it through the first year. They turn away from God. Abraham is a blessed man, a blessed family, but he was not satisfied with the success and blessing of his immediate family. He cared for his extended family. And I want you to go to verse 23. Verse 23, and Abraham uh, drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy, not spare the the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? that be far from thee to do that, that manner to slay the righteous with the wicked that the righteous should be as the wicked that be far from thee shall not the judge of all the earth do right and the Lord said if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city then I will spare all the place for their sakes and Abraham answered and said behold now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord which am but dust and ashes Peradventure there shall lack five of the 50 righteous wilt thou destroy all the city for the lack of five and he said if I find there 40 and 5, I will not destroy it. And and of course, you know the story goes to 30 and to 20. And and, uh, it brings it all the way down here to uh, uh, in verse 32. He said, and he said, oh, let not the Lord be angry. And I will speak yet, but this once peradventure 10 shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way. And as soon as he had left communion with Abraham and Abraham returned unto his place. Now Abraham pleads with the Lord, negotiating a deal for the lives of his nephew and his family, and of course the lives of of all the cities that would be affected. Abraham's trying to negotiate a deal here, and he and he, he lays this lays this out to him. He goes for, for for fifty, and for forty-five, and to forty, and to thirty, and to twenty, and to ten, and and uh, and and often I've said that Abraham's. Uh, Abraham didn't stop at ten; God stopped at ten, and we're not going to go into all of that. But, but that's because God knew exactly Abraham's full intent and Abraham's heart, and, and Abraham knew his heart and his intent. And the men said in verse uh, uh, twelve, 19, chapter nineteen, verse twelve. I want you to go there now, and the men said unto Lot. And of course, that's Abraham, the one that Abraham wanted spared and wanted his family. This is Lot, his nephew. Hast thou any here besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he. As one that mocked unto his sons in law. And that's a very, very sad, very, very sad statement that here you have two families you got abraham that god says is being blessed because he's taught his children you got lot who is who is is about to be destroyed and his family is about to be destroyed because his influence over his family is so so uh horrible that his sons-in-law look at him and as one who mocked when he tries to warn them about judgments is coming And you see that just on opposite ends of the spectrum, but this is not the world and the lost and the saved. This is two saved men. This is two men of God and two families. But this shows us how far we can get away from God. And you got Abraham. That that Abraham is no better than Lot. Abraham's no greater man. Abraham made his mistakes. Abraham truthfully is not really going to be see the fulfillment of God's covenant with Abraham and promise to Abraham until Lot finally leaves Abraham. And it's a whole lot in there we're not going into. And and if you were back in my Genesis uh, studies when we when I first came here and teaching science school class went through Genesis, you'd remember this. But but. But Abraham, uh, uh, really was not fully blessed and not gonna see the fruition of this until Lot actually leaves Abraham. And there's a lot into that also, but, uh, Ab- Lot leaves. Abraham is here. Abraham has been blessed because he's teaching his children and his children's children, and, and Lot is over here, somehow got caught up in the world, got caught up in, in, in prestige. He's a leader in the city. He's probably wealthy in the city. Got caught up in everything else but what was really important. Right. That's right. Folks, what's really important is that we pass on to our children the truth of the Word of God. And we can't pass it on unless they see it's real in us. The one place that they know whether it's real or not, uh, listen, they know, uh, they may love you, but they may not respect you if if they look at you and they realize that what you say you believe, you don't try to live it. And I'm not saying you live it perfectly, but they know whether you're trying or not. They know whether you're trying to live the truth or not. Uh, listen, we all fail at it, but but they ought to know that we hate failing at it. They ought to know that we we hate mess, disappointing God when we we come up short of what we ought to be. They ought to know that. But what we see in the in this passage also is that the I think a, a an incredible blessing, and I'm gonna give you that truth. And if you, many of you will remember it, because this is one of those kind of things that sinks in, but. But what we see in this passage is God understanding that Abraham is trying to make a, make a deal with him, but God understands exactly what Abraham is doing. And Abraham begins at 50 and comes all the way down to 10. Now, I don't know that Abraham wouldn't have tried to go lower than that, but, but God said, we're done at that point, and, and God departs. And so, uh, 10 is where we stop, and this is what's the amazing thing about it is this, and, and I'm, I'm kind of condensed this because I've got additional things that, that I want to go to. When I preached it to you last time, this was the whole emphasis, but I've got some other things that I want to tell you tonight in addition to this. But But I think it's a wonderful truth that when you look at Lot... And you begin to count down who's involved in Lot's family now. you got Lot's uh, sons-in-law. The scripture says, one place it says son-in-law. Do you have anything there besides son-in-law or sons uh, and daughters? But, he, but it, then they come and they say his son's-in-law. So we know that there's more than one. And so if we know that there's more than one, there's got, if it's plural, then it's got to be more than one and at least what? Two, and so we we know that there's at least two sons-in-law. So if you have two sons-in-law, what's, what does that tell you about daughters that married them? You have to have at least two, and so uh, you know. They, so you got two sons-in-law, you got two daughters uh, that married those sons-in-law, and, and again, there's a whole lot in, into that, but we're not going into it. But there's two sons-in-law, two daughters that married those sons. So we got four, and then he and then he mentions sons. Uh, when, when the angels come, anything here besides your sons-in-law and your sons? And so he's got plural, sons. And so we know he's got at least one, more than one and at least what? Two. And so we got at least two sons-in-law, two daughters, and two sons. So that's Six. Well, we know he also said he's got these two daughters, these two daughters that are unmarried because they're going to leave with with Lot here real soon. So he's got two of those. So if you have two sons-in-law and two daughters married to the sons-in-law and at least two sons, and now you got two more daughters, how many is that, folks? Eight. And if you have Lot and his wife, how many is that? 10. And so what's really coming down here is the most amazing thing that I, I, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in the Bible is this, is that God is willing to spare all of those cities, those five cities, he's willing to spare them all and spare all the wicked people in those cities if one man had reached his family for God. Now, here's what's so, so, so wonderful is this, folks, that gives us great hope. You say, this world's in a mess and judgment is coming. And I believe that. And I believe judgment is coming. But I'm going to just tell you this. I believe that God would spare a a people and a city and a nation even if enough families reach their family. I do. If people would spare those five cities, if one man would reach his family, one man reach his family, what would he do with Memphis if we started reaching our family? If we started reaching our families for God. And it was just, it's an amazing thing. And and, and look, this is not preached to those who are looking back and saying, oh man, well, it's too late for me. No, look, I don't care where you are in life. You can influence the family that's still out there right now that means you can go to your grandchildren and, and look we have an opportunity i i, I hope we're making a positive uh, a, a really good influence on my grandsons right now i hope so because they're they're living with us and i hope so because somebody's got to make a good influence on them and so i'm hoping that we're making a good because those this is our opportunity and you know what uh we need to make a difference in our children's children. And I hope I live long enough to be my children's children's children. And if that's the case, I don't want Christmas to ever come. But if I ever get there, it's killing me as it is right now. Well, Foster, y'all making a difference and anyway. And I know you're not as young as you used to be, because you sure look old. But I know you're making a difference in this young. And so we, you know what, we can't go back and retrain our kids, because the truth is we didn't know what we were doing when we had them there. But that's, thank God for grandparents, because we're the only people that know how to rear kids. Amen. Now, it's, to me, it's such an encouraging thing that, and I've said this before, I don't have to reach Memphis to save Memphis. I've got to reach my family to save Memphis. And while I'm reaching my family, together, we'll have a better chance of reaching Memphis. We'll reach more families if we reach my family. And, you know, that's why I hope y'all have caught on to this. I want to reach Memphis, but you know who's most important to me in Memphis right now? The folks that are sitting in this room right now. I want to do everything that I possibly can for your families right now. Because let me just, it's kind of, it's a little bit selfish because if, if you're strong, if your family, your marriage, your home is strong, let me just tell you, you're going to reach people for Christ. If, if your family, your marriage, your children are strong, watch this now. If you have a walk with God and you desire the fire of God we talked about this morning, you're going to reach people for Christ. We're going to do that. And God's going to keep bringing people. Because there's, there are people whose lives are being transformed, whose marriages are, are, are together, whose, whose children are being reached, and who's, who's seeing people saved. And, 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 and I believe they begin to see the fire of God somewhere when they walk in the doors. I hope the people that came today and visited today, they didn't see us, they saw God in us. Amen. Amen. And so I believe it's such an encouraging thing to me. It's an amazing thing that... That God would look down and say, sure, Abraham, I'll agree with you. If your nephew Lot has just reached his family, I'll stay my hand on all of it. That's an amazing thing. So Abraham, I believe, was truly dealing with God to spare the city, but he was really primarily, his main concern was for Lot's family. But the amazing thing is that God was willing to make that deal. Now, it's so obvious, the conclusion comes that the city could have been spared if Lot had reached his family for God. But could it be that our nation could be spared if Christians were righteous and if righteousness reached to our families? You see... It's so very, very important that we understand that this was all hinged on righteousness. It it, it doesn't mean that, that, oh, well, hey, you know, I, I brought my children up and I kept them in church their whole life. Well, folks, if when they went home, righteousness didn't reach home, then we're really not accomplishing anything. And that's really where the, the big error has been. Somehow we, we think that we go through a procedure for God, and that includes church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. It may even include going out visiting. It may even include a, you know, a bus ride. It may include you know, uh, working in Sunday school. Or, no, what God's really looking for is not performance. He's looking for righteousness. He's looking for what well, a terrible word, holiness. Right. Come on. Come on. And I believe that's what he was saying. I, 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 not for a minute do I believe that there weren't 10, 10 as we would term it today, and I know that's a, a different term back then, but 10 saved people. I don't think that, that there, you, you can't tell me there weren't 10 people that believed in God in that city, but there weren't 10 righteous. Lots of children grew up learning about God. They had to because they, 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 <laughs> Lot lived with Abraham. They they grew up together. They heard everything together. They left and 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 went to a place you know not of. Lot went along with Abraham and walked by faith. Is it was Abraham's faith, but he he saw it all. Could it be that we truly were supposed to? to find a a true righteousness in our homes. And I'll be honest with you, the closer you seek, the more you seek God and the closer you get to God, the more that God will start carving away stuff out of your life. That's right. Amen. The less you desire to do a lot of things that you used to desire to do. Right. I'm not going to mention things now because, it, you know, it might frustrate you that you don't get to watch a ball game. But anyway... <laughs> You know, I, I've had people tell me I, I preach this message, and I and I preach in a different way again because I'm trying to get to a, a point here, and it that's that's not the normal part of this message. But you know, I've had people say to me, you know, why wouldn't they mock him? But it's ridiculous. If if I had a man come to me and say, if you went to your daughters and said to them. Uh, One day, hey, uh, we got to get out of the city because God's going to destroy the city. They think you're crazy, too. And God did this for me because immediately I went to him and I said, really? You ever hear of a man named Noah? He didn't say a city was going to be destroyed. He went to his family and said the world's going to be destroyed. And you know what? They believed him. They didn't understand it. They didn't comprehend it. They, they, they may not have had the same faith, but here's what they had. They said, I know this. I know my daddy believes in God. And if he believes God is speaking to his heart, we're going to trust him. You know what they said? I'd rather trust my daddy and his belief in God. I'd rather trust my daddy and his prayers and find out that it was wrong than to, than to go against him and find out I was wrong. God needs the people to seek him and his righteousness. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When we seek the righteousness of God, we give our children and our grandchildren a chance at life and a life for God. You know, the, part of the reason that my generation on has not seen our children follow God the way we desire is because we sought God according to our desires. We were selfish. We'll, we'll say, oh, you know, it, it was because of this or that, or my children don't want the rules, or my children don't want this, or my children, were, you know, I, I'm and we're trying to... No, the honest truth is, we're doing what we're doing because we want to. We're going to the lake because we want to go to the lake. Now, I'm not going into this by, by any means, but you, you know, but uh, one of... Uh, I had a fellow come to me and he said, he said, you know, I just, he said, you, you know, you, you talk about um, the movies. And he said, you know, you, you know, if you bring them into your house, it's no different than going to the theater. And I said, well, first of all, there's some stuff you shouldn't bring into your house. Okay. I said, but secondly, that's stupid comment because it's a, it's a matter of control. And he, he said, well, I, I, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, and so I'm taking my child to, you know, because my child really wants to see such and such movie. And I looked at him, and I said, you're not going because that 3-year-old wants to see the movie. You're going because you want to see it. Now, just be honest with me, man. I mean, don't be lying to me and saying you're going because the, the kid. He don't know. He, don't, he could watch it on something this big at home. You know, he wouldn't care. You're going because you want to see it. But let me just help y'all folks. Just, you say, well, what's your issue about going? It's control. It's out of my control. You know, if I watch something at home, I'm not saying we don't watch anything at home. If I watch something at home, uh, I have the control. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I don't even have to put anything on there that I don't want on there. You understand? I have the control, and if something were to come on there, boop, I can turn it off. Try that at the theater. <laughs> they put "What's Coming Soon." Hey, look, do they still do that? <laughs> I caught it, didn't I? <laughs> Some of you so stupid. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> Was that, Brother Rogers? <laughs> oh, my goodness. But listen, listen. Look, I, I'm not telling you it's going, you're going to go to hell because I'm just telling you that's one of the areas where You have to decide, do you want to just go subject yourself to whatever somebody else wants to put in front of you? I don't like that. I don't like setting my children down in front of something where somebody else is going to put something in front of them. That's why I didn't send them to a public school, because I'm not going to let them send them down to where somebody else is going to give them their philosophy their whole life. That's why I didn't send them to a state university, because they're going to give them their philosophy. And, and look, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Or sit in the seat of the scornful. Look, I, I, I just said, I'm not going to do that. I don't want that because it's out of my control. Watch wants you say, well, when they get to college, they should be out of your control. It's, watch, it's out of their control. When they go sit there, they got to sit there or, or, or just quit and walk out. And I hope that they would when somebody's spewing their, their heresy and garbage. When they tell them that they came from somebody's garbage... When we seek the righteousness of God, we give our grandchildren our children, our children and our grandchildren a chance of life and life for God. The problem we have is we live lives by comparison to the world rather than a comparison to, the God, to God and his word. And here's the part that I want to get across to you: We believe we're okay because we've been spared and blessed up to this point. Here's the problem with America and American Christians right now. We think God's okay with our sinful lives and our lack of righteousness because we're still free, because we're still blessed, because we still have nice homes, because we still have lots of food on the table, because everything is presently okay. It's like one judge said when they passed the uh, you know, homosexual marriage thing, one judge says, look, we passed it and the sky didn't fall. I'm like, look, buddy, you don't understand, but the sky is going to fall on you. It's going to fall in fire. I'm going to read you a passage seldom noticed in Deuteronomy, but I think this really speaks to where we are in America. And, and I'm just warning us... As as the the church and Christians, but it says in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 4, it says this speak not thou in thine heart after that the Lord thy God has cast them out before thee. Hey, now watch this. God says, Don't speak not this way in your heart. He said, After I've blessed you, I've cast out your enemies. Here's what he says. He says, Don't say this. For my righteousness. The Lord hath brought me into the into possess this land. God says, Don't you be speaking to me and telling me that you're brought into this land because of your righteousness. You said, Now, wait a minute. God spared a nation, would spare five cities if there was righteous there. Here's what God's talking to. He's talking to some people who were not living righteous. Thought they were. they would gotten so far away from God. They were. God says, that, "That time out. Time out. You're going to say to me that you're righteous when you're living like the world." He said, For my righteousness the Lord hath brought me in to possess this land. But for the, watch, he says, it wasn't for your righteousness. He says, But for the wickedness of these nations the Lord doth drive them out from before thee. Not for thy righteousness or for the uprightness of thine heart dost thou go to possess their land but for the wickedness of these nations the lord thy god doth drive them out from before thee that he may perform the word which the lord sware unto thy fathers abraham isaac and jacob understand therefore that the lord thy god giveth thee not this good land to possess it for thy righteousness for thou art a stiff-necked people Folks, that's hard saying right here, but when God's looking at me, He's saying He's saying what really needs to be said to all of America, America Christians today. You know what? You've created a Christianity that, that is exactly what you want it to be rather than God says it's supposed to be. And so we decided that everything that we want to do is okay. We don't look to see what God says about it. Even when I mention some things. Look, years ago, 30 years ago, 35 years ago, man, they preached against everything. And can I just tell you, most everything they preached was right. You say, well, I don't think there's anything wrong. Well, I'm going to just tell you, I don't think there's anything wrong with a, with a box called a TV. But I can tell you this, if you're not really, really careful, there's a whole lot wrong can come across it. i don 't think that everything that 's shown at the movie theater is wrong, but I can just tell you this there 's a lot of principles in the scriptures that teach us that we we look we shouldn 't be a stumbling block to other people, and you walk in a thing that 's got eight different films in there, and one of them 's X and one of them 's G they don 't know what you 're going to. You say, well, I just think that 's stupid, okay, let me just help you. Let me me help you. The, The fact is, it may seem stupid to you, but I'm telling you this. When we were making the decision that our testimony was more important than our pleasure, we had a different country. It's not about all that I get to do. It's about giving up some things. It's about looking at things and saying, you know, that's really not best for me. Yeah. Folks, I t- told you, I like ice cream. Hey, that's freaking, I like ice cream, but it is not good for me to eat it every day. I hate even saying that. <laughs> it's not good for me to eat a whole lot of it many times a day for sure. If I ate ice cream just because I want to, I'd be a diabetic. And the doctor tell me that, you know, it's not good that you do that. Well, I, you know, look, tell me that it's sin, doc. Because if it's not sin, I'm going to do it. Well, he'll say, fine, I don't think it's sin. You go ahead and do it and die. And do you understand that's, that's the way it is with Christianity? There's a lot of things that, that just are not good for you. And watch this. They're not good for your children. And you may lie to yourself and say, well, I can control it. I can take care of it. It won't affect me. But it's going to affect them. And I'll just tell you, it's affecting you. You just don't realize it or don't want to realize it. I didn't really mean to get into this. I, was, I came here tonight to do a positive message God has been gracious to America for a long time. He's been patient and merciful, and I believe we have seen the defeat of nations because of their great wickedness, not because of our righteousness. Up to this point, we are free, not because of the righteousness of America. America, in the, late, in the 60s, started turning back on God. Took it out of the school, 1973 started killing babies and made it legal. They were killing them already, but now it's legal. We're pushing 60 million babies that have been butchered. And if you ever really study it and read it, and most people don't want to, but if you really study it read it and see what happens, what they do to those babies. If you ever watch the silent cry and realize how that they pulled that little baby's body while that baby is screaming in the womb. And they pull that baby's body apart. They cut them to pieces. You think really we're being spared because of our righteousness? Now, here's the problem. We've been blessed because the other nations of the world have been so wicked. And we're chasing them. So there's coming a day where I'm just... Why should God spare us? For we're no different than them. But here's what happened. We we as Christians, we've lulled ourselves into the belief that somehow, in our we you know, like I said, we got more mega churches in America than than in the history of, of of America, and we got all these big churches, big stuff, and we've got everything going on. And everybody everybody you talk to is a Christian, but there's no righteousness. Because that Christianity says, I get to do whatever I want to do, how I want to do it, and nobody has the right to tell me not to do it. And I'm going to just tell you, you can do whatever you want to do. God, through uh, the will of man he's given you, through through grace, He's get, you can make any decision, but you will pay the price. And here's the sad thing, so do your children and your children's children. And here's what happens. Mike and I have talked about it, but the reason we, there's so much need for spiritual warfare is because Christians have opened doors that never should have been opened. Somebody mentioned uh, the other day this, this movie, It. And they started talking about it and talking about, you know, the Christian school and talking, you know, everybody's talking about it, it. So you go study it. You go read about it. Well, first of all, Stephen King is satanic. Everything he writes and does is satanic, and all you have to. So I, I, I watch the little, you know, the clips of it, and it's, 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 it's not a, a nutcase clown that's murdering. It's satanic. It's, it's magical, mystical. It is satanic. Now, whether you want to believe it or not, when your children sit down and watch that, when you sit down and watch it, you just opened a door. Just like they did in the 70s with the exorcist. It threw a door open in many of our lives. A door that that Satan used to bring fear in our lives. Many people, I believe, die and go to hell because they watched the exorcist and began to fear, much like the people in Africa, they, they fear the demon more than they fear God. Because he seems more powerful than God. You see, God says that if we would just lead our family to righteousness, then that would lead a nation to being spared. But what I'm trying to get across tonight is that, that we have, we're, 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 it's a facade righteousness. I'm not talking about us. I would like to think that we've got people, I, you know, I ask you to text me, and, and man, I'll have 10, 12, 15 people, 18 people text me that they're praying. That's an amazing church. We have this crowd this size, and we have 34 people out out visiting and so on. And I think there's a desire here. I think we've got some people that want God's righteousness and want God's uh, power and presence in our life. I believe that's, that's real here. What, you say, well, why do you preach this to us then? Because there's a thing called breakdown maintenance, and there's a thing called preventative maintenance. And right now, I'm begging you, please, you know, please don't. Don't get caught up in this movement of our world that just says everything is okay unless there's a thou shalt not. There are so many things. You, do you know that, that you can go and when something's out of your control and you sit down in front of you go sit down in that screen and they throw up a, a, they throw up a preview of something that's coming on that you know that your children could have at a Ray move, they could have something thrown open in their heart and mind? And you say, "I can't believe they would allow that to go on there. Well, let me just tell you. The devil is going to, he's the prince and power of the air. He's the rule of this world. And everything he's got a hold of, he's going to infiltrate the minds of our children. He's going to infiltrate our minds if he can. We just got to, we got to decide it's, it's worthwhile to give some things up. I'll say this and I'll be done. When I, when I, the first time I passed it for 30 days, the most amazing thing happened. I didn't have a desire to watch any sports. I didn't have a desire to watch anything. I didn't have a desire to listen to anything. The more I got into my fast, the more I just wanted to be alone with God. And I'm not saying that God expects you to shut everything down, shut everything out. Please don't even think I'm saying that. I'm just saying that he also doesn't want you to just say everything's okay. It's all foolishness. No, it's not, folks. It's not. Our desires have caused us to say, I want it, so I'm going to decide it's okay. I like to do it, so I'm going to decide it's okay. Okay, so I'm just going to go home and eat a gallon of ice cream tonight. And I'm going to eat another gallon of ice cream tomorrow night. And I'm going to eat another gallon of ice cream the next night. Besides the fact that I won't be able to get any of my pants on. <laughs> it's going to kill me. But you have, I, I have the right to do it. You sure do. God bless you. Go ahead. You do. But it's killing you. And I beg you, and this is what I keep trying to say, it, and I, I really don't say these things much, but I'm, I'm trying to t- just give you some examples that, listen, if you have that knowing inside of you about something that you're doing or allowing, and it's something inside that's knowing, something that's just kind of like, why don't you try giving it up and see how you feel? Instead of fighting through that and saying, I like this, so I'm gonna keep doing it. What is it? We got two choices. We either live and see a nation city spared, see see God stay his hand of judgment because a group of people decided we're going, to, we're going to try to rear our families and rear our children and reach other families and let teach them how to rear their children for God in righteousness, not perfection, but we're at least seeking righteousness. Or we're going to just be what the normal Christian is today, and that's. I pray the prayer. And from that point on, I get to do whatever I want to do. I live my life because God's okay with that. And I'm not even going to bother trying to find out if he's not okay with that. Well, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit tells you, convicts you, that pressure inside of you that says, don't punch that button on that computer to go to that site. He says, "Don't do it." It's, that's not just your conscience, folks. If you got the Holy Spirit in you, He's saying, "Don't go there," because if you go there, you're going to open a door that you're going to have a big problem ever closing. I'm sorry, taking someone. Father, I pray that you bless. Please, dear.